0: Good afternoon, Gunners. Welcome to Canada Talk. I'm your morning, of course, as usual.
1: Aiden. How's it, everyone? Arsenal take on Man United and also FC Zurich. But first, let's go to Old Trafford, a place, you know, where we seem to win sporadically in the league, you know, like 12 to 14 years in between and then, you know, another six years. It's just, you know, a hunting ground where we've just not come out on top or,
0: I mean, I think the last game I know where we won there was that with a marble kit, that uh, white and red kit where they end up sneaking a 1-0 a win with a, a Bamiak penalty. And yeah. I, I I was just thinking now, look, the, if you think back to that game, it wasn't really that, you know, greater form. But I mean, it was like smash and grab there. There was also a game where we managed to sneak a draw, which was also sort of a game that, we also didn't deserve, you know, to, to win or lose. It was just a very even-steven game. Then it led us now to, you know, last season, where we kind of got sucker-punched against, you know, in a sort of match where we looked dominant. Like, everything yeah. was like running perfect. And then somehow we managed to almost like shoot ourselves in the foot. Then, uh, you know, to go up, you know, leading up to this game now. And I mean, look, I think the talk up, up front was... I mean, it could also be mind games by Mikael Arteta. but look, there was big question marks over Aaron, Rans- Aaron um, uh You know, if he's going to be available for the match, as well as Zinchenko, who was already missing out two games prior. So, um, yeah, on the day of the match, funny enough, we get a green light on both these players. And I mean, for me, it was a hell of a boost because, you know, to go into a match like this, I mean, of course, Tom Sparks is a lot injured, but I mean, to go in a game like this and, and you're already having some like two of your key players in there. And almost like, in general, the squad looked quite sharp. And, and, and I mean, I was really, you know, you know, puffed out chest thinking, okay, this is going to be it for us. And then the game kicks off. Uh, United, of course, come also full force out. Um, I think what was a boost at United was, you know, that sort of that whole air around Anthony coming in. And, you know, I was like, carrying this, they were already on the up on, I think they had like, what was it, three games on the bounce, like, that they won,
2: yeah.
0: leading up to the game. So, I mean, for five minutes, I think we were struggling a lot, because it's all like the sort of pace that United were going at, we were struggling, and I was actually worried that we are going to be like, overwhelmed so what was your thought on the first, like, really the first five to ten minutes or so that we were, you know, kind of struggling? And it was a very frustrating. straight
1: thing, I was shouting at by TV all the time, because, you know, going into the game before kickoff, I felt, you know, very confident, almost like, you know, we, we, we owe them this, you know, we we haven't gone to Old Trafford and ever, you know, put two, three, four past them without, you know, them. and then you just saw the, like, for a moment, I thought, same old, same old Arsenal, because it looked like they were swarming us, and every time we got the position, we lost it cheaply again. And, you know, I was a, a, a bit panicked in that opening exchange, just thinking, you know, it's just going to be one of those games where Arsenal
0: just don't click into gear. Yeah, and I mean, there was in the moment, I think eighth minute, where Dalo ends up uh, slinging uh, across from the right. Our whole defence just stand ball-watching as the ball flows across everybody. And I mean, Ericsson is uh, on the back post, you know, unchallenged, unmarked. And I mean, he collects the ball and immediately volleys the ball, but I mean, of course, into the side netting, but I mean big
1: wake up call for Arsenal. Yeah. I, I want to go back also to that that one exchange I don't even remember between Martinez and 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 Asus. You know, he, he tackled him quite dirty in that exchange and you know the ref, For me, I thought you maybe um taken at the card there for that because that was a quite a malicious challenge. I don't even remember what, what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah I remember because I think he, um so he just checked the ball back, and I already beat him with a trick. Yes. He just like someone like not to even went for the ball; just smashed the right to him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, then I mean, a ninth minute from an Arsenal corner, the ball breaks to Saliba, and I mean, for me, I, I thought it was perfectly queued up for him. And I mean, he ends up just like a centre back style; he just roofs the ball over the bar. And I mean, I thought was you know, you know, it's going to be a kind of. You know, chances could be few and far between. And moments like that, you know, you need to really, really bear
1: it. And that's what you and I spoke about, you know. Um, Aston Villa, we were very wasteful. And, and even prior to that as well, we were against Fulham. I mean, you need to put chances away when you play against a better quality side. Like you said, few and far between. But he nestles that in. a 1-0 to Arsenal. And suddenly United's whole game plan changed. because. United are purely a counter-attacking
0: side at the moment, so you know that would have ruffled their feathers. Then came like a big um, moment of controversy in the game um, after a midfield scramble between Odegaard, Ericsson and Saka. Uh, they dis- they eventually, like you know, dispossess him. The ball gets in play to Saka or breaks to Saka, and I mean he with a perfect ball he dissects the whole United midfield and their defense because I mean Diallo was like even struggling as Martinelli was you know, bursting through, like, you know, like a perfect uh, ball into his stride. And I mean, Martinelli skins Dalo, and then, I mean, by the, by the time he comes into the box, he was like sizes up uh David De Gea, and I mean, he plays a perfect shot pass again and we go one or up, or so we thought.
1: Yeah, no, I thought it was a brilliant finish. Uh, I still celebrated because we United almost in their own game. I saw, was, you know... Running around thinking, you know, this is like yeah, you know, this is our game, this is our game. And then you know, shortly afterwards I just heard like uh oh, United players around the ref and you know demanding that
0: VAR gets checked. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean I was thinking right then they already already got worried because look, I think it's always the, 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 like my biggest gripe sometimes when I watch us play is like, you know, when we go in for tackles and that, just like you know, use upper body strength, stop putting your hands on people and that is, look, sometimes you you your intent is not to, you know, tank or something, but I mean it just takes somebody to touch a player, an opposing player on the shoulder or even easy to go down like a you know, a bag of potatoes. And when they, after VAR checked it and they end up scratching the goal, what infuriated me was like, you know, that the old decision because uh that Paul Tierney was standing like Easily five to ten yards away from the incident and he watched everything. I think even that's the reason he actually played on because he saw that Ericsson went down almost too easily. And of course, when they start slowing things down on VAR, it becomes almost like it it looks like ten times worse than the actual incident in real time.
1: Yeah, and VAR is not brought into repre a game. You know, I don't know if we would be singing the same tune if if the roles are reversed. you know, but it's not made to re referee a game. I mean, you can't. Um, I mean, the referee saw it. He said, play on. And all of a sudden now, we are said, no, you must check it and overturn the decision. Yeah.
0: So I'm looking at that. That was a part of my, uh, you know, the point of discussion for the, you know, when we're just about done and get to the talking point section of the podcast, because that VAR is becoming a, you know, point of concern. Um, then, 30th minute, after a sweeping move, you know, starting with Ramsel, Martinelli takes the ball to the by- byline and, you know, he manages to just catch the Gea at his near post. But I really thought, I mean, I first thought, like, what's the commentator talking about when he said, oh, yeah, they're not nearly clicking. But when the showed from from behind Martinelli's back, I didn't even know he, he saw that little gap that was open there. And he was, like, just sneaking a shot there. But, I mean, I think the Gea was just quick in the reaction.
1: Yeah, I know, uh, Martin, really, yes, you, Arsenal seemed fired up after that goal as well. They started you know, taking
0: control more of the game. Yeah, uh, thirty fifth minute. I mean, this is again, you know, when you take the good, you also now have to take the bad because, uh, you know, Rashford, I think, I don't know, it was just before Rashford that was running with the ball, because I know... It goes Rashford, then Anthony, but before leading up to it, there was somebody running with the ball. I don't think it was Bruno Fernandes, but Gabriel ends up just diving into the tackle. And I'm thinking that's the whole plan of United. They want to get out, you know, that that very spot where um, Gabriel pulled himself out of the Arsenal defence. Anthony was already starting to dart himself into that area, that's, that vacant space. And I, I mean, honestly, uh, look, I know he's, like, uh, some fans uh, favourite, Gabriel. And, I mean, I look, I like him as well, but, I mean, honestly, his decision-making, uh, gets comical at times, because when, the minute he dives, Bruno Fernandes is already way too quick, because uh, I think he ends up just taking out the player. But, I mean, the, the player, of course, gets the, the layoff through. And uh, the ball comes to Rashford. He's already, you know, coming on the overlap. He cuts the ball across. And, I mean, by the time uh, Anthony receives the ball... Uh, he's already in open space because Nchenko didn't lead the runner either. And then, the, like, another the problem was since Ramsdale was doing that, it's sort of a, a roaming goalkeeper. He didn't really know. I don't know if you, you picked that up. Yeah. But he didn't know really where his goal was because he came out. Yeah. But, you know, normally a goalie just makes a little dart behind his goal, like his shoulder, sorry, to see where he is uh, positioned. And I think that was a quarterback. And by the time... uh as he dings the ball past him, I mean it's too late, and United you know,
1: go one up. Yeah, it's almost like he didn't know Anthony was left-footed because yeah. he like dives the opposite direction, and I'm thinking that a whole big! If, if he had to dive the right direction, I'm sure he probably could have saved it.
0: Yeah. So I mean, for me, it was almost like you feel confident, and he was smiling, knowing that you, you can see that that sort of attack play, looking so positive and, and smooth by Arsenal, yeah. and then you get you know stung like that, and. Uh, it's, it's infuriating because now you know, you know, before that, also you, you kind of fluffing chances in a sort of stadium that you, as you were saying, that it, it's almost like the little fortress. And, and if you can at least steal something, they take it, take your, ta- your chances. But yeah, you know, we go into the half time break, uh, one all down. Second half, Arsenal look, you know, kind of the way they, they finish off the, the first half, very attack minded, and I mean. 55 minute sucker. I mean, I never really expected. He, he takes the ball wide, and I mean, he's, I think his cross come shot ends up landing on the crossbar. I mean, the, the air didn't really react to it.
1: Yeah, I know. I thought it was going to uh, um, g- g- sneak in there, actually. And yeah. I, I, <laughs> but um, then also, there was a Odegaard quite infuriated me as well that when or the sucker who played the ball to him and then he like completely miscues his shot. You know, he, yeah. instead of rolling the ball into like past the keepers, like oh my God. it was almost like a TN headlights when he had to finish that chance, which was happened. That he opened his foot too much really? Yes. he yes. yes, and like you said, chances yeah. are few and far between. If yeah. that goes inside, puts his chance in you
0: two and up. Yeah. So 16th minute, um, you know. Great work down on the left flank by Arsenal. The ball ends up uh, breaking off uh, by Jesus in the United box. And I mean, of course, that brings total confusion because United aren't really reacting to it. Saka ends up stealing in, and I mean, he ends up sweeping off a fi- with a fine shot under the gear. 1-1. Yeah,
1: I-, I was really thrilled when that happened. I thought to myself, you know, I even um, told, told my fiancé that um, yeah. we're going to, we're going to win this game. We're going to probably run away with it now because, you know, we're on top of things. And yep. I just find that the side, Arsenal are going to, 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 like, kill this game off.
0: Then, I mean, 66 six minute, Bruno Fernandes, you know, plays a gem of a pass. Ben White get, gets his position totally wrong. On the offline, he cut it with the old defense trying to play the offside trap. Three of the four get it right. He gets it totally wrong because he's, almost like, still hanging or lingering in the, in the Arsenal half, and I mean, uh, Marcus Ashford ends up beating the offside trap. Uh, you know, runs through, gets control of the ball, and I mean, by the time he's get, he gets to so just places the ball under the keeper, 2-1, man, United, and I mean, for me, ill-discipline, and also, uh, also uh, very naive by Arsenal, because I mean, honestly, they should have taken the control better, because I mean, you just laboured yourself to get back into the game, and then yeah. you give the uh, a chance like that.
1: Yeah, I think the like, Congo gave the ball away, like tried to pass to Jesus and it was just intercepted. I mean, you know, you can't be making these, those type of passes. And I think, like you said, it was all about just keeping your head, playing the game and just kind of feeling United out because United, you know, after, after watching them play, you know, yesterday, like okay, Sociedad, they, they're a team that don't like when a game is not open for them. They like... Um, yeah. Team to open up for them, and you know, that's what we did exactly. I mean, it took two passes to to for the goal to happen, it was one to for the ball to get to Fernandes, and Fernandes plays it to Rashford, who scores. Yeah,
0: there's 69 minute Ramsell ends up giving a slack back, a slack uh, pass to Fred. Fred, of course, you know, can't believe the opportunity he's getting. He ends up feeding the ball to Bruno Fernandes, but I mean, luckily, Ramsel kind of redeems himself and he makes a strong low save to deny. Bruno Fernandez.
1: But there you could see the Arsenal team were panicking, and that you know, they were just lot everything was just all over the place. And I think they just needed a cooler Aid in the team to just kind of you know tell them to calm down.
0: Yeah. Uh then 75th minute Arsenal uh, caught high upfield. Uh, United again break at pace. This time Ericsson runs for and I mean, not like he's like Mr. Speedy Gonzalez or something, <laughs> but I mean he ends up getting away from the whole left flank of Arsenal. You know, he, he ends up just teeing up Rashford again for easy tapping to go 3-1 up.
1: Yeah, I know. That was a terrible feeling. And I was just standing sitting and watching the TV and just believing thinking to myself, you know, no matter what, no matter how, we always just end up freezing when it comes to playing at Old Trafford.
0: And I mean, for me, you know, look, for about 70-something minutes... For me, I felt this this performance can be blamed just on the team. But yeah. then, uh, they let go. I was thinking long and hard about it, but then, then I also started thinking, Arteta needs to also take flak for this because we were on the, on the up at that point and he makes in three subs. Look, I know we always nagging on about the subs, but we were at the point now where we were actually dominating and not they didn't look tired because I think they were, as you said now, they were rushing on adrenaline to pull themselves 1-1 one, one up. Because I just thought to myself, if it was better control on the field, and also you, you falter in the subs, like, you know, one at a time, if this one looks a bit leggy or whatever, take that one off. But keep that that sort of, uh, almost like the nucleus of the team as is. Because you could see United could not deal with it, because we were already bypassing the left-back and the right-back. And I mean, with that, which now left, of course, they sent it to... Because I mean, you could see Varane was hating coming up against Jesus every time, or, or, you know, the ball or pass was getting played through down the middle, They, the two of them hated it. And, and for me, it's not like it just kind of gifted uh, the initiative to United, because now we make the three changes. And that three that came on, weren't really into the swing of things yet. Because, I mean, Vieira was showing sort of touches, but I mean, he was getting almost like overwhelmed in the game. And Ketia was, you know, <laughs> between here yeah, and the Deep Blue Sea, because I mean, he was just not knowing really what he must do. So, for me, it, it, it became almost like an amateur part at the at the end of it, the way it played out the last part of the game.
1: Yeah, I know. It was all over the place and United were just having fun with us.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the, I just feel like we go down as we wrap up this part of the the match now. I just think naivety is it kind of killed us in this game because Better control, and I think in a, like a, almost like a team with a better mindset. Uh, you know, if, if you think of, of a, like, say, Man City or Liverpool, I don't think they're really going to, you know, even though, okay, Liverpool are going through kind of weird period also right now, but I just don't think a team, like any of the top two, three, or whatever teams, are going to throw away opportunity when you can see you the upper end, like at that 1 1. Yeah, we, no, I agree 100%. When you, every time you look at the errors, it's not. I'm gonna say that the opposition played well because we fucked up, trying to swing in it. But I mean we screwed up badly, like allowing them, you know, to that, that almost like an outlet to to punish us. We gave them that uh, opportunity to punish us. And it's not yeah, like know. you know, through pressure that they made pressure. It's like we were too casual yeah, we were too way too casual. I uh,
1: yeah, 100 percent I think Arsenal were, were too too cock
0: were no, too much yeah, cock- no. That also, yeah. I feel because, I, I mean, I don't know how many times we've not seen, and, and for me, well, my biggest concern, and I've been telling some of our friends online also, I just think we've gotten out to a point, look, okay, we we still remain at that point now, you know, top of the league, uh, like with the, uh, the one-point lead, with everybody else kind of, uh, you know, dropping around it, But I just think to myself, I mean, you guys are, you know, you're like... You got a, it was like a gift that was right there for you to, to open up that lead now in the league. And yeah. I was like through, through the casual, uh, you know, because the, look, against Fulham, there was a period in the game where even though we were dominating, it took a, a stupid mistake by Gabriel, which let in the opposition. Yeah. You take that Villa game also it took also like a stupid uh, moment and it let in the opposition. I mean, we need to really, that thing needs to be really refocused. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we're going to do it, but... Some of them need to know. Look, you can't just slack off like this Rather, Like, get your goals because I think every time that's, that's another issue. We're not getting the goals in the bag to give us that breathing space because we're making heavy weather out of most of these last three, four games now.
1: Yeah, no, I know. It's. I I think we need to do back up our defense again yeah. because you know last season was about attacking and. Uh, you know, we were complaining about attacking. Now, you know, we're talking about defense. And and in order, I'm not saying Arsenal should win titles yet, but yeah. to win titles, you need to get both right. You need to be able to defend and you're able to attack.
0: And I don't know, I'm not sure if it was you that were, uh, was mentioning it or Torma Friends or something. that was on Facebook Messenger. Where well, they said it was a period in that game where. I don't know how Lekonga was defending and, and the way Xhaka and them, and Odegaard were pulling in advance. So it's like the whole centre circle was always open. Yeah. Nobody plugging any of those sort of gaps. And that is where, uh, uh, you know, like if you give somebody like Bruno Fernandez time, you know, as much as he's a annoying, rat-faced, you know, person, he knows how, like when he gets that sort of space, he's going to hurt you. Because, I mean, you've seen his array of passes also. Maybe it's like it's a Portuguese thing. But I mean, damn! I mean, the way he can sometimes pick out like outside of the foot, or uh, you know, perfect through ball, or even, he knows exactly how much weight to put on the ball
1: as well. Yeah, I know. It's 100% agree with you there, with with like like on there's Something you said as well that that is so true. Um, when you get somebody you know that that works with party, like you know, a replacement who loves defending, somebody that you know wants yeah. to kill. Like a tackle on the like a fair tackle. I'm not saying um, um, going, you know, rugby tackle somebody, but who likes to tackle, you know, who will shield the defense and it doesn't yeah. push up and get caught in the moment because that's what Laconga did. He got there, were so many times that he was trying to
0: sprint back to chase after somebody, yeah. Because I mean, I, I just think they get a bit too caught up in the moment and then they get either caught up by or took totally the other position, so you allow. It. Because, I mean, you, like, you, just to hop back on that that, that um, second goal of United, that pass actually goes through the whole heart of our midfield and there is nobody there to obstruct the ball or even get in the way of that that, that uh, the, like the path of the, the ball being played. Because it's not like a straightforward pass to, to uh, Rashford. And for me, that's shocking because at least you should have some bodies there trying to, you know... It like either hold-up play or, you know, somebody that can go toe-to-toe with, with something like that now. Because it's not like you're going straight from you. Like, they, they bypass the whole midfield of ours. And then that leaves Rashford straight at our defence, which leaves him now vulnerable again. Yeah. Yeah, so, OK, we move our attention now to last night's game. Uh, FC Zurich versus Arsenal. Uh rang the changes for this one. First European fixture. Uh you know, like about the season. Uh, I think in came Turner, Tomiyasu Holding, Tierney, Vieira and Ketia. What was your thoughts on the lineup?
1: I was happy to see, um, and I was happy to see Vieira in the team. and had Marquinhos as well. I never so much about him, but I know you were always, you know, telling me, um, you know, I was just watching his videos or like, you know, he, he seems to be doing a, a good job. You know, the under 21s he was playing, and he's playing
0: actually like right now, like he gets to know when he plays, it's like he plays for the under 21s and for
1: the under 23s. then, he... yeah, so, so so like, um, I was excited to see him. I never knew not much about him, but I was always kind of worried about you know who's going to to to, to deputize for Martinelli yeah. or, or Saka because I mean. These guys can't be played into the ground all the time. And then I was not too happy to see Jaka in the starting lineup because, you know, I wanted him to take a break, but then you realize, you know, the squad is so thin that, you know, you can't even fully rotate players properly.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we, we end up, uh, you know, start the game quite positive going forward in that. Um, then it came like it was like a strange moment where like from all the domination... The very thing we just now touched on in the previous part of the podcast, uh, Gabriel ends up getting himself again in a muddle, like, you know, doing that whole thing where he waits for people to come approach him. And then when he starts seeing his, his outlets are getting, you know, cut off, he ends up playing a pass to Matt Turner, who's already got two uh, Zurich players right on his backside. And I'm, look, I think he kind of, uh, Matt Turner also panics, he ends up kicking the ball straight to... um one of the Zurich players who ends up, I think, just firing into the side, netting, Or I think holding oh, managed to you know, stick a foot out. But, I mean, like, of course, you see everybody kind of criticising Matt Turner. But then I'm thinking, if Gabriel had done stock standard basic defending, get rid of the ball or drive that ball up the field, you wouldn't even be in that position because, I mean, it's, it's suicidal some of his passes sometimes, Gabriel, no.
1: Yes, no, I agree 100%. I mean, he, he likes players coming to his toes before he passes the ball. He gets caught in the ball. I don't know what's, what's going on at the moment. It's, but, you know, he he's
0: causing a lot of unnecessary mistakes. He's just goals unnecessary goals to concede. Yeah. Then 11th minute, a decent cross by Marquinhos. Uh, Martinelli, I mean, positioned quite well. But I mean, he ends up, I mean, I think his head is all over the place because he ends up just heading over. The Crossbar, which I think if he had more control over his body, you would have actually had a, like a bullet header <laughs> and go. So, Charles wasted,
1: but this shows the balls that Makinius can put in. And I was really impressed, you know, with his work rate, his running, yeah. his directness. So, I had
0: a lot of praise for him, and that ball just showed it. Yeah, then 16 minutes Arsenal are like quite high in their own half. Uh, Vieira ends up winning the ball, and I mean, with one pass, he ends up freeing up Nikita. he ends up bypassing. In you know, the whole midfield of Zurich. And I think it doesn't like something that sort of passed that we're talking about Fernandes doing. Because I mean, the ball is so perfect. It's tippy, like, totally in, in Ketia's stride. I mean, he, of course, skins the fullback, positions himself well. And I mean, he lays across perfectly for Marquinhos to come with a late run and smash the ball into the opposite direction of the way the keeper's diving. 1 0 Arsenal.
1: I thought it was a very good finish. Yeah. Oh, you impressed with the manner. You know your way. He ducked that away so nicely. That you know, some sometimes the player would have mess it up, but he, he made sure the keeper had no chance. And I saw that goal meant quite a bit to him because he was in tears
0: afterwards. Yeah. And I mean that's uh, also a point where I'm always telling like uh, even my kids when they when they're playing football and that whenever you get a chance like that, when you see it it rolls like it sometimes it looks too simple and you almost like you try to do a sweep, you know, finish. But I said you must remember, You sometimes you must also think what the goalkeeper is seeing in that, that sort of, I think that's what, what, when you see people also like with Messi and them, you can actually see them think in advance or how this keeper would be thinking because the minute that guy started crossing, you know, following the cross of Nketiah, I thought it well, was just like I, I would have thought now this, or the way Marquinhos finished where you play that ball to the corner where that ball is coming from because I mean, you can see the goalie did not know what, like, I mean, he looked almost like half Twisted and had like a you know, a donut, but I mean, he got beaten easily with that, that ball. But I mean, fantastic goal by Arsenal,
1: yeah. I know there's a good goal, just good to get off the get off the mark in the Europe on the European stage. So, you know, one of the Arsenal, and uh, you just thought the floodgates were going to open up. This. Oh, yes,
0: I thought yes. the, the fifth minute, Zaka, uh, you know, fantastic run also again, gets himself into some space, and I mean, he really. You know, stings the keeper's hands with a fiery shot, but I mean, the man, the keeper manages to palm the ball away. But I mean, you can see Arsenal now, like, you know, getting into the swing of things. Then, 35th the minute, it like again against the runoff play. Uh, Solnes ends up running onto a Okita pass. The shot is low, but I mean, Kieran Tierney manages to divert the ball over the crossbar. But I mean, it was like again, you know, ding ding ding, wake up call of Arsenal.
1: Yeah, you can see TN was, was exhausted after that. You, just, you can see just like a on the floor afterwards. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, you can't be giving away chances like guess I mean, this is, I mean, luckily, I know this is Speak, but well, there's FC
0: Zurich, whether it goes to a or something like that, what the score could yeah. have been? Yeah, then um, as we approach half time, uh, a needless penalty given away by Edna <laughs> Um I just think it was, I mean, you know, rather you can just strike and just defend outside of the box. But, I mean, he ends up, you know, just swinging to clear the ball. And, I mean, by the time the player pulls a full Jamie Vardy on him, you know, getting in line with the clearance and then getting kicked, of course, by Nketiah. And, I mean, the ref has no other decision but to give a spot kick. And, I mean, that carries you. The, um, striker, he ends up stepping up and sends Matt Turner the wrong way, 1-1.
1: Yeah, and just said that crowd into raptures. The crowd was actually, um, they they. that the stadium was booming again afterwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, they got their own ultra section, even though they're such a small club. But I mean, yeah. the way they went about their thing was amazing for the atmosphere. Um, yeah, so we approached half time, uh, second half, Arsenal playing with more aggression and intensity. I mean, you could actually see the talk did them well, probably at half time. Then 62nd minute, a gem of pass, you know, that goes to the far post. And I mean, it seems like banana bends onto Nketiah's head. And I mean, he thumbs the ball with a downward header. 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah, good
1: to the header downward. That normally uh, makes a massive difference with the yeah. I
0: love that sort of headers.
1: Yeah, I know. 2-1 to Arsenal. And I think... You know, once again, I felt that Arsenal had an opportunity to push on. But mm. I don't know. Just, just some players were just, for me, not, you know, they they had the opportunity and they and they were not, you know, kind of taking it with both hands.
0: Yeah. Then 67 minute Arsenal awesome, like a cluster of subs. Tierney Vieira and Mokinho's coming off. Zinchenko, Odegaard and Saka on. But go, I just want to also add, Tierney did not look happy when he had to come off. Because I mean, you could see... You probably wanted to more game time. and I mean, I, I, in a way, I don't, uh, you know, wrong for it because I was just thinking, same way, uh, Tommy, Asuna got this sort of minutes, like the full 90 in his legs, I think T N also needed something like that because, look, I think you don't want to really let somebody feel their way, almost like, say, in a Premier League game. You'd rather take yeah. a game like this. It's not that intense yet uh, so to, to, you know, get sort of stamina, right? Because I think that is what Arteta was also doing with certain players where... He, he wasn't in some people, like, you know, play out a full 90 or whatever just to get some of that sort of thing in your legs. Uh, from the 70th minute, 70th minute onwards, Arsenal, of course, you know, dominated passing and possession, but still no real cutting edge. Then, In the 78th minute, Arsenal brought on Jesus and Ketia coming off. And I mean, uh, certain parts of our game I found, you know, sloppy, uh, you know, the, uh, grinding out to the final part of the game where... There was too much little tricks and flicks done. And I mean, for me, look, you also have to respect your opponent. Because I mean, until you really see them off, you know, don't, you don't keep things basic. But I mean, we were trying to do like little drag backs, flicks and tricks. And then I think you guys are overplaying. And because and, we were doing that thing that was almost like giving us a bad rip over the last few seasons, that horseshoe for, uh, formation, because they were playing the ball from the left wing down to the middle, then going back to the other wing, and then that ball comes back. And then the ball gets to Rob Aldi, and he's first actually pass through the goalkeeper. It's, I mean, for me, you bring needless pressure on yourself. And I mean, yeah. you can see they're not going to fall for that trap. They're not going to go chase an eye press. So I thought, you know, this is the point where you tra- you play little dinks over... I mean, I don't know if you watched any of the Champions League games the weekend, um, the midweek, but I mean, uh, PSG were playing... Um, who were they Juventus. playing? Juventus. Uh, look, Juventus were trying to play like you like either two banks or four or where they have to defend they put almost like the whole team in their box and what what did PSG do? They were like just playing scoop passes every time over. And I mean I think Mbappe actually scores from one of them. Where the yeah. ball just gets scooped over the defense. And that's the sort of thing. Are you gonna punish a team that they don't wanna attack you? You have to try to, you know, take the initiative and go at them. But um, I mean we were too I mean lax. I mean again not that not that happy with the sort of mindset of the team, because I want a more ruthless Arsenal. I want to see, you know, that their goals in the goals for balance really start cracking up. Because I think for me, in the, in the league, we we shipping cheap goals. Here again, like in Europa League, we shipped it a cheap uh, penalty. And I, I just think that they, they need to almost like treat a, a clean sheet almost like it's a goal.
1: I think if, 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 um. If the guys without the problem, we're going to see ourselves leaking a lot of goals and the could yeah. be in big double.
0: Yeah, I just said Mennet the keeper of Zurich, making a solid save from Jesus. Yeah, I mean, of course, Arsenal then grind it out and see the game through and three points for Arsenal.
1: Yeah, it was a lucky three points, actually, we think about it. You know, that could have turned out to be very different if if, if um, Zurich were more clinical in front of goal. And I think a lot of lessons need to be learned from this. I think Arsenal as well. You know, I know we, we talk about we have a nice big squad, but they are th- it's also thin in the same right because um, Eddie Ketty, I don't think, you know, he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to lead the line, especially if we come up against a, a more stern opposition. So, you know, that is definitely something we need to keep our eye out for January.
0: And I mean, look, now just to notify, like, Listeners also look with with the whole, uh, with, with the Queen passing uh, yesterday. Um, look, the Premier League have also now made an announcements this morning that all weekend fixtures are, are going to be cancelled. So I mean, that's why I'm not really touching on the the Everton game. Look, the, the question is still out, or the the jury is still out on on what's going to happen on the Thursday with the with regards to the Europa League match because even though. Uh, UFA I've said Tuesday and Wednesday nights matches are all on, like whether it's the English club involved or not. Um, but regards to our game against PSV, um, it's our own game at the Emirates. Uh, PSV are like right now fourth in their league. Uh, they also played about five games now for the season. Um, look at that guy that we were linked to, that uh, Cody Gakpo. He's at the moment it was like high flying for them. Like the golden boy at the moment, as well as uh, that Charlie Simons that, that they bought from uh PSG. So, I mean, I just think myself. was going I think, uh, will be also a good test for us, you know, coming up against this sort of opposition. That being said, PS, uh, PSV also drew against Bodo Glimt. so you know, everybody's on about you know, PSV being you know, like front runners with us in the group i got a feeling, even though, yes, we we just giving a quick talk-up of the Arsenal-PSV awesome game, but i got a feeling Bodo Glint are probably going to nick that second spot. I mean, it's not just my opinion now. Yeah, they've been dangerous. I mean, they,
1: they beat, what is it, almost 6-1 last season. Okay, they lost to them in the quarters or semis, but they also gave them a right run for their money. So, Bodo Glint's not an easy side. I mean, they could really test us as well. So... You know, it's going to be important that Arthur pick up the points against PSV. I mean, you know, you don't want to be losing against PSV and you're suddenly away from home, Bodo Glenn, you know, knocks you and you lost two on the trot. And suddenly, you know, Arsenal are looking at the European the Conference League spot.
0: So and I mean, at the moment, uh PSV are also going like goals crazy. Because I mean the the last was it one to three like five games that they've been playing. It's like they've won 4-1, 5-2, 6-1 and 7-1. So, I mean, I think we need to also... Look, of course, sometimes at league you can't really judge too much or to go too deep into it. But I mean, right now, I mean, with the top goal scorers, Charlie Simons, he's got six and Cody Kakpo has six. So, I know which I mean, you know which players we really need to keep an eye on in this game. Yeah, I know, definitely. Yeah. So, we move our attention now to the final part of the podcast, the talking point section. Um, as I mentioned already before, the Premier League uh, postponing the uh, you know the matches for this coming weekend, so everything's scratched. So uh, very much the talk of the town right now is what's going to happen on next weekend if they excuse talk They still get the Queen's funeral, I think, something like September nineteenth. And I mean, we play on the eighteenth now. The question is, because there's going to be already commotion in London. In the build up, you know, build-up, you know, because they probably normally do it like 24 hours before the time to set up everything there for the, the big event then on the Monday. So I just wonder, does that game now take place? Or how are they going to work things? Or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah.
1: I, I honestly think they're probably going to postpone that game as well. But I mean, it, 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 it's a bit unfair if they're just going to, you know, cancel Arsenal's game because it's in London because now it kind of adds a, a different dimension to your thing you know all of a sudden you have to play catch up to the rest of the teams and it changes the dynamic of everything so you know they're gonna postpone the one they're gonna have to postpone two weekends they can't just
0: postpone the one game.
2: yeah
0: but I mean, honestly I mean I don't think they'll uh, just say okay London clubs will not be playing I think they'll rather do it where everything isn't shut down for that, that uh, like next weekend. but I mean as I said we'll probably know a bit more when we do the podcast next week. Uh, that also leads me now to the last point before we round off the pod now. Um, this whole VAR debacle, I mean, if you take last week alone, there was like, I think up to seven decisions that were totally wrong. Like, and that's going from the uh, Virgil van Dijk read, uh Newcastle getting robbed of a goal, which was clearly on, Coutinho getting robbed of a goal, which meant Valo could have gotten the points against Man City. In that, I mean, I think they end up drawing the game. Um And then, of course, you, you take out that... Because uh, you also think, with, with our game now, against Man United... Look, the episode, I don't want to just hop on us, but I mean, I don't know, bring in other incidents also. But, I mean, if you think how that would have probably changed the mindset of everything in that game. Yeah. Going one yeah.
1: Or... definitely would have been United. Like I said, I watched them play yesterday... You know, with the moment they went down to Sociedad, they looked clueless on how to break down Sociedad. Yeah. I think Arsenal, if they had to go Arnold up and, and United had to come and to show some sort of impetus, I think Arsenal would have punished them on the counter-attack as well. <laughs> so, you know, at it, small moments like that, that that makes a difference. And VAR was brought into to kind of eliminate clear and obvious errors. I mean, a clear and obvious error is like a handball... You know, that should have been a penalty if they're going back to it, or if you get a stop and a re referee game, and go back to decisions. Yeah. You know, why is the ref not watching them on it uh, against Tyrone and Mings last week? When we played yeah. Aston Brother,
0: and I mean, there was also an incident where they showed like what they took off with regards to us with that goal of, of, of Martin against United, and then they show in the game before that when Brighton and Leicester played. In the build-up to one of the Leicester goals, there's actually two players that, that run across each other and they they I think they bump legs against each other. And like the, the ref allows play to go on and uh, Leicester score and the goal is given. And then the very same thing, and it, uh, as I said, it roughly plays out the same way, when Odegaard is, uh, you know, tussling with Ericsson and Ericsson almost like just feels a touch and goes down, that gets called and is a free kick. Because I mean, for me, I look. I can accept the decision, but they call it even right across the board. Then, yeah, uh, uh, it's, it needs to be consistent. Because I mean, yeah. the, the honestly, yeah. it become a joke. At the beginning, just talk. Say the line again.
1: that you were mentioning. I, I'm sorry, I said football's going to become a joke to watch if yeah? if everything's going to be re refereed Like I mean,
0: you might as well not have a referee on the field then. Yeah, then I'd rather go back to human era than then at least you know, you know how it played out. The person wanted it like that. Because, I mean, for me, all this modern technology and you're still smoking screw-ups like that, it's unreal. Because I just find sometimes some of these refs, I don't know how you see it, but look, I watch La Liga, I watch Serie A. Yeah, La Liga and Serie A, a in Bundesliga. But what I don't get is all those refs that I watch, when they get that word from that official in that VAR central, they go immediately to the monitor. I don't know how many of them actually don't do that. And then it's like they, they just feed off whatever that person is telling them behind the, the monitor. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, don't... so uh, we'll be back next week. Of course, now we don't have now, a, a, you know, really a, a weekend master preview, but I mean, we'll still be here next week. Uh, we'll have a podcast out. So take care, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Cheers.